welcome in Andy Roland solo on a Friday. It is Brown Bag Bets, your thing that Noob says when he's here for daily sports picks, bets, gambling analysis, all the things that I can't remember how he says. But just me today, just a quick one. Going to rip out a Friday one. My basketball spreadsheet scrapers being a pain in the ass again. Having to enter stuff manually has put me, it took me from the, the high this morning. Uh, it, it didn't knock me to a low, but it really did bother me. And I'm going to have to figure out why some things are not working with Google Sheets this morning. It might be a Chrome update I need to do. Um, more previews out today. There's no more conference tournaments that start today except for the SOCON. It's just the SOCON. I believe two more start tomorrow and then one on Sunday. I can't remember which is which. Uh, I know the Summit does start tomorrow, and then some of the first-round games are also Sunday. And Colonial and the America East. The America East sounds like a Sunday one. That is going to be another boring one. If you thought the, the what was it, the uh, West Coast Conference was awful as far as a favorite, it looks like Vermont's like minus 700 to win the America East. So don't expect, uh, don't expect a whole lot out of me in that one. I'll have those previews up throughout the weekend. We'll work on some videos to have those up, hopefully, maybe one or two more this afternoon. But I'll be recording some more short ones. You can check all those out on the YouTube page that you're probably already on. If you could, give me a thumbs up here on the chat in the one I'm doing right now. We'll get into some picks. I didn't bet any NBA. Didn't bet any NHL. I thought about it. I'm going to pull up soccer right now. I'm not sure there's much to be bet there. I don't understand this Charleston Southern steam. We can look at that too. And the SoCon, the SoCon is a good one. Like before we get into today's stuff, like that's actually a good tournament. The SoCon, the Sun Belt, like there are some tournaments that are just wide open. Even the Missouri Valley is a really good one too. So, and then uh, the Patriot League as well is, I, I think those are fun. So I don't like it when there's a Massive, massive favorite. I don't even think Vermont's that good. It's just the rest of the conference is not that great this year. Soccer, there's no chance I'm betting Bundesliga. League U, not happening. Lyon probably wins on the road. Turkey Super League, only one game in the Turkish Super League. And, yes, the Ukrainians are rolling. Good for them in both WTA tournaments. Soko Lime, yeah, I, I said this to Dan. I've never drank... So Southern comfort, like in my own home, I have certainly had it. My in-laws love it. They, they absolutely dig the uh, Southern comfort. I drink it a bunch there, but I'm not sure where that came from this morning. So I think we'll fire off starting with some league. Um, Starting with some golf. I played some matchups. It kind of just worked out that they were all in the afternoon. I didn't really love anything this morning. Uh, first off, and I hate fading this guy because I did enjoy watching him when he played well, but uh, Sahith, I'm going to be fading my guy Sahith with Mr. Troy Merritt. Troy Merritt, someone I had ranked a little higher pre-tournament than I think some people. It was mostly based on some of his fairway stuff. He doesn't play the par threes all that well, but decent approach game. Should be accurate off the tee. He's gaining a lot of strokes um, off the tee right now. I don't know if that keeps up. I think that's one of those variables where he has a high ceiling and he can. But right now he's, I think, sixth in the uh, 
sixth in the entire field as far as getting strokes off the tee. That was the reason I had him ranked high was just, I don't know if he's going to drive it super far every time, but he's going to be able to keep it on the fairway and keep ahead of the field there. His approach game has been good and putting has been where I need it. So I, this is a little more juice and I like to play on a lot of these. I'm maybe a minus half, get this down to even money. <clears throat> you do got to look at the price difference there though. Sometimes they trick you a little when you pay for, or you, when you sell that half stroke, once in a while, they they don't give you the best price on it. And the difference between the money line and that, essentially what turns into a three-way line is not as much as you want to be getting for there. I try to look for a 5% difference in implied probability. If you break it down, it's just two money line prices. If you can get that, I think that's good enough. So shop around. Merit over Sahithiala. And secondly, Mr. Denny McCarthy. That's another one I really didn't want to bet, but I had him nice and high too. He's another one where it said this guy can gain fairways. This guy has good driving. His approach game is a little weaker than I'd like, but he finds the greens. He actually is able to attack these par threes a little. If you look just, you know, in tournament right now, he's, where do we got him? He's doing decent off the tee. He's doing decent around the green, which sometimes I like to fake, fade that sort of thing. If you see a guy and you start looking at in-tournament stats and they're really good around the green, especially when you have a small sample of just one round, usually means the guy chipped in. Or, the, you know, the guy chipped in multiple times or chipped really, really closely. That's not the sort of stuff that's super sustainable over a full tournament if that's why they're higher on the leaderboard. So that does scare me a little bit about Denny. But my overall baseline stats for him are good. I like how he's playing. His ball striking isn't uh, overall isn't great, but it's playing well here. Hopefully, I was hoping he'd have a higher ceiling based off his off the tee stuff. And if his putting comes around, he is a uh, he's going to be fine. He's a uh, he's a little lower in the putting than I usually used to you know use here. But uh, no, no, no. I'm looking at him now. His putting's fine. Never mind. He is a guy who I just kind of wiped out the putting because it is high ceiling, low floor. So McCarthy over Peters. Peters is a, a big hitter, big bomber. I'm not a big fan of those guys here. He does drive the shit out of the ball. He is gaining a lot of strokes off the tee right now. But if that starts to go wayward, like I'm expecting it to over a bigger sample, I think he's in trouble. And then you yeah, never pay for strokes. Robert Kraft jokes are coming in. You guys. Justin Rose, somebody I didn't want to use a lot in DFS based on some of the other guys around him over Mr. Keith Mitchell. Justin Rose was more of a play. Again, again, he was a DFS fade, even though I had him pretty high in my, you know, my pre-tournament model. It was a guy who can find the fairways, finds the greens, middle of the pack approach guy with a pretty high ceiling there. And he has been able to attack the par threes generally. I looked for some people who've done well over a long period of time playing par threes well. He is actually playing plus one on the par threes yesterday. Hopefully that regresses a little. They're very tough. Like, honestly, if, if I can get some guys that can just shoot even par on the par threes for the tournament, I'd be more than happy. These are long and they're very difficult. So right now, a little worse off the tee than I was expecting, right where he is, right kind of around where he needs to be on approach, but his putting's dragging him down so far. I think we can see that improved. He's a decent putter. He's not great, but he has a higher ceiling, should have a low floor, or excuse me, a high floor in putting. And then Keith Mitchell, 
is a guy I do like quite a bit. He does gain a lot of strokes off the tee generally, but struggles a little bit with accuracy, and that can drag his his you know first hit, his first hit, his first shot numbers down a little at a place like this where accuracy matters a little more. He's a little better uh, on approach than off the tee in general on a place at a place like this, and I'm fine. You know, I'm fine taking him down a notch because I think his approach game floor is very low. So even money on this, taking the dog in that matchup, Justin Rose over Keith Mitchell, just those three this afternoon. And I'll also be cheering for Mr. John Rahm as I have him in a couple one-and-dones. And it was maddening watching him try to putt. I don't think I've ever even done that where I hit it so soft that it didn't make it to the hole. On a tap-in, I'm not sure what was going on. He did change putters. I don't think a man who's played that many rounds of golf and has played at that high of a level for the last few years should let a putter change, do something like that in his life. But here we are. I think he's 300 a day. I just need him to make the weekend. He's the kind of guy who could go scorched earth. I don't know what course record is here. But, and again, it's playing tough. I don't think we're approaching course record, but like last year, there was a 64 here. There were several 65s. Like those kind of rounds are out there. And John Rahm's the kind of guy who can take advantage of that. So, should the, the leaderboard should be a little more filled with some blue blood names? A 62, Dan says. That sounds right. I don't think I'm going to expect a 62 out of John, but like the, the leaderboard was a little ugly there, even with Rory at the top. I think it's going to be a little more blue-blooded rather than J.J. Spawns and the uh, Boa Hoslers of the world once we get around to the weekend. So just need Rom to find his way find his way a little closer. We're going to check where he is right now. Maybe 400 now. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he lost another shot. I don't know if I jinxed him. That would be a uh, – I found a couple – found a couple of uh, bogeys on the back side here. Just, just get to the weekend, John. Jesus Christ, buddy. Should have done the pool cue move, yeah. And whenever you can go tip tin cup, you can go tin cup. Yeah, and that this is a good point too. <laughs> like if he has that, like that's an ultimate troll move. He'd be like, that's not a gimme. I watched you at Arnold Palmer. That's that's rough. nobody would have the guts to do that to John. He's a nice guy, and honestly, he's a little scary. The guy talks to himself constantly, like I'm doing right now. Um, basketball light slate. I think I have some maybe some of my future bets in in action today. Looking, I know there's a bunch of MAC games as they start to finish up their season. There's a couple games in the OVC, some MVC. Yeah, my my Missouri State uh, MVC pick is taking on Valpo. Um, I think that might be it for ones I have. Oh, Murray, like Murray State was. You know, uh, my ugly, I got to just lay the chalk there. They're taking Southeast Missouri on, I think they're like a 15-point favorite. That's That might be a semifinal. I think we're getting into semifinals. I believe tomorrow is our first championship game. Tomorrow or Sunday we have one. So we will we will give somebody the first auto bid of the, of the season here. Belmont takes on Moorhead State. That's another good one. And then we have some whack games late, late, or WCC games late, late in the evening as they get to their second round. But I do have one pick today. This is a weird uh, weird season series if you look at it. Belmont over 139 in their game taking on Moorhead State 
in the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament. So Moorhead State played, obviously these teams played each other. They're both in the Ohio Valley. I think they had a fairly balanced schedule where everybody got two games against each other. And they played each other twice. The first game, there was 157 points when it was at home for Moorhead. Moorhead goes on the road to play Belmont a few weeks. uh, Yeah, a few weeks later. Three weeks later, that game had 95 points. I've dug into that. Can't really discern why. Belmont wants to play at a fast pace. Moorhead can slow it down. They are a slower-tempo team with a good defense. I guess maybe that was the game plan on the road is to try. And it almost worked. They lost to a very good Belmont team by one point. That game ended 48-47. So I'm not sure. Hopefully we don't get something like that. I don't know what exactly the game plan was that led to that. But if you look at Belmont's stretch after that, the next five games ending the season there, or the, excuse me, the next, yeah, the next five games, the last five games of the season for them, they averaged 80 points a pop on their end. They're absolutely capable of this. The implied points, you know, team total, and I guess there's probably team total markets up too, but Belmont's implied team total is around 72, 73, I guess, in this one. So I'm I'm happy with a team who's averaging 80 over the last five games and a slow-placed shit team in a do-or-die conference tournament setting. I think I have this like oh 75, 71, somewhere in that range. So I'm a lot higher than the market. And if we get a 90-point game, I guess just that's how life works for me. And then yeah, everyone that had more head on the first half spread last night should be buying lotto tickets. There were some, there's been some games that have come right down to it. Where uh, there was a seven and a half the other day where the team was down by 10, hit a three at the end, you know, just a garbage three to hit you on this hook. So watch out for that stuff. Never, never fun. Um, Like I said, just looking at conference tournament stuff. Once I get done here today chatting with you guys, I will be working on the Colonial, the Summit, and the America East. Finally, that one does start later. But uh, once I get that stuff up, I'll have some more stuff. I make sure to tweet all those conference previews if you want to read what I'm on. Maybe I'll do a bit of an update as far as how my tournament futures have done. There's a couple that died on the vine immediately. Coastal Carolina was a longer shot that I liked that didn't make it out of their first game. Um, Asheville, we're not even going to discuss that ugliness against... I don't even know who they played. I, I can't even remember now. It was a terrible team. It was a 12 seed. Charleston Southern, I think that was it, – it was a five-win team that ended up beating uh, my my tournament preview conference championship outright betting pick in UNC Asheville. Very annoying. It was almost a little tilting writing the one for <clears throat> the, the one I did this morning in the SoCon as they head to Asheville. Even seeing the name Asheville kind of got the hackles up a little, but three of those more out this week. And then the rest of them will be um, next week. I'm still probably going to just be the guy who doesn't do the, the major six conferences. If you want, and you are a deep dive listener. And if you aren't go check this out, it was actually a really fun conversation, but we had Mike Randall on from uh four for four. He does some work over there. He is 
absolutely great with basketball, college basketball. We had some great conversations. And he's writing some previews for conference tournaments as well. He's skipping a lot of the small ones that I do. He's like the opposite. He's He'll dabble in the middle size stuff, but he for sure will put out very detailed, really good previews for your major six conferences that I'm going to skip. Check that out over at 4 for 4. I'll uh, I'll send some links over once he puts some stuff up for like the Big Ten and the ACC when they'll start next week. Um, Power Trips asking if I've picks up on bed spreads this weekend for sure. Tomorrow's going to be a real lay low day for me. I'm going to watch golf. I'm going to watch basketball, but and I'm going to fix my goddamn spreadsheet and I'm going to try to bet the shit out of a Saturday. A little different Saturday than usual. It's uh, because of the tournaments and I mean there's teams right now. Their season's over. There's a bunch of them at this point now that we're for the, you know, through the first few rounds of some of these tournaments. So it's not going to be the usual Saturday of having 150 games, but it's still a very nice Saturday with numerous, numerous conference tournaments going on. A bunch of, a bunch of leagues just finishing up, whether they're playing their final or their second to last game. Dan's going to be checking out the FanDuel Sportsbook, our sponsor. See right there. At Mohegan Sun, that sounds like fun. That might be something I do. I should figure out which sports book in Iowa is, is closest to me for FanDuel. I think the Waterloo ones, Waterloo is, I'm pretty sure, William Hill. So I might have to head to Diamond Joe. I'm almost sang their jingle there, but I'm not going to do that because Dan would have clipped it. I'm not a very good singer. But, uh, yeah, and again, Patrick brings it up here. Floodgates are open in Illinois tomorrow MGM is new. There's a, you know, if you want to add another book, there is MGM. I'll see if I, I'll see if I have some promos for that. See, we get, we get a ton of emails from all our affiliate sponsors and they give us, you know, the, here's the best promotion for what people sign up for. So I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find some links for them too, but definitely use the link in the show notes of the podcast in the description of this. If you want to get pre-registered for Illinois we will have not only the $100 you get when you pre-register, but then once it goes live, you get a up to a $1,000 risk-free bet. And I think you can also just take advantage of this five for 150 thing on the Covington-Masvidal fight where you just pick one of the money lines and you get it 30 to one. I don't Dan, put it, who, who are you? Who did you pick again? Is it Covington? Covington, he says, so. That's what I'm doing if I'm taking that. You get 30 to 1 money line on either fighter. That's good. But if I didn't know anything, I would just take the favorite as there's a little more value. I'm not even sure where the odds sit on that. But Dan says Covington. Check out his preview on that. And then also, too, if you want some more picks for college basketball, college basketball prize picks, NHL, NHL props, um, Dan, Matt, Brian, a bunch of other people, over at 444, put stuff up on that site too. There's going to be a bunch of articles up on the BetSpurts site. We'll try to tweet some of that out from the actual account. Follow at BetSpurts. There'll be some good stuff. Brian putting out his, uh, there's a NASCAR video right now on the same YouTube channel. He has a bunch of picks for the race this weekend. He usually does pretty well with that, especially that top 10, top five stuff. Picking a guy to win a race is hard because they crash too much, but he seems to do all right in those top 10 markets and even as a driver matchup this weekend. So check that out. Check out Matt's hockey stuff. Check out my previews, and I'm going to check out for the weekend. We'll catch you guys here on Monday. Alex will be back. Gang's all in town, and we'll hit some more conference tournaments.